Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Cheers, everybody. We are back. It's Bourbon on a Budget, and we are excited to join you guys for another episode. Myself, TJ Pittenger, Ben Cock, and Brendan Sinone. Gentlemen, I feel like it's been forever since we recorded. How are you guys doing? It hasn't Hello. been like a week. It hasn't, yeah, but it's great to be here. This is such a fun time of week, TJ. Hanging out with my bros, drinking bourbon. Yeah, man. Love it. My fave. <laughs> Can't wait. Best oh, one for last. Ben, your uh, cabinet back there is looking a little more empty than the last time we recorded. I don't really want to talk about it, but it just it's got a little less a uh, little less flair to it these days. One day we'll get into why it's a little less empty. Not today. Yeah. Sad day, but happy day. Um this episode or this week. This week is April Fools week. This is dropping 2 days before April Fools. Uh, we are excited about tonight's episode. We are very on brand for April Fools. We are getting into the tricky side of whiskey. Uh, we may have some tricks up our own sleeve. We'll see. A little foreshadowing there as they call this in the biz. Um, but we are getting into the tricky side of whiskey. Uh, bourbon and the industry itself was not always as regulated as it is now. Not, not always as harmonious, maybe is a good word. Um, I don't know if that was a good word or not, but we'll see. Uh, bourbon used to be a lot more tricky. There used to be a lot more shady things going on. Um, and who better to talk to us about the shadiness than Brendan Sinone? Uh, Brendan, talk to us about the tricky side of whiskey. Uh, I'm going to ask for your guys' permission, but I'm going to do it anyways, but I just want to be polite and ask. Can I tell you about the first time I found out about April Fool's? Please tell me about your first time. <laughs> I was about four or five years old. And my parents were trying to explain to me what April Fool's Day was and the complex or the, the, the concept behind it. And it was too complex for me to understand because being a virtuous young child, I didn't understand the idea of like lying to people, being funny and joking about it. Uh, and I'm still a great human being and still would never lie and very honorable and all those things. So even now, I still have a hard time grasping it. Uh, so my parents said, well, here, here, we'll give you an example. After daycare today, uh, when we pick you up from work, we will go to Toys R Us and we will buy you any single toy you want, uh, as many as you want. I said, really? I said, no, April Fool's. And I cried. And I think that explains a lot about where I'm at now. I never picked you up from daycare. <laughs> no, yeah, some, other, some other people did. Uh, yeah. So so uh, a lot of uh, therapy later and and uh, here I am. I'm okay. I'm, I'm a functioning member of society. Barely, but, but I'm here. Uh, so yeah. Whiskey and specifically bourbon, uh, the bourbon boom and the it really started becoming. Uh, first, whiskey was always involved in American culture, uh, and it was starting to get taxed back by George Washington, uh, and that's when it started becoming bourbon. And so, so it has a rich history, very much so associated 
with, and there was actually like a revolt about bourbon in the taxation and a lot of people uh, moved to Kentucky and that's where bourbon really kind of grabbed its roots in that, in that new state. Uh, so it's been around for a long time. Uh, and so as it was kind of becoming more and more prominent, however, in the 1800s, the quote unquote wild west feel of this like new frontier very much so was synonymous with bourbon. Uh, because bourbon didn't have a whole lot of regulation. So a, a couple of, of examples, I think are gonna show just how far bourbon's come. And there's some shady practices now where people aren't really clear uh, with like stay where something's sourced from. Uh, and there's regulations to put that in place. There's so much bourbon, but uh, rewinding back to the 1800s, uh, there was all so sorts of crazy stuff going on. So salesmen, for example, um, it used to be sold not in bottles, but in barrels for the longest time. And so salesmen would come by, bring samples to different like bartenders or, or distributors and give them a sample of something, right? Well, after they say, yeah, I like that. I want to buy that barrel. Uh, so you'd go back to, to Kentucky, wherever you were making it in, and then you'd ship it out. They would ship out a completely different barrel or a super watered down barrel. Uh, it was just, it was completely different. Uh, and oftentimes like these whiskey rectifiers, these blenders, uh, they again would trick, trick customers to buying these barrels of what they thought was good whiskey, uh, but they would they would color it and they didn't have food coloring back then. So they would color it with like, they call it tobacco, tobacco juice. And basically it was tobacco spit. It was chewed up, chewing tobacco. And they would use that to help color this, this more uh, pure distillate. Uh, they would use paint thinner. They would use iodine. So there's all these different things that they would do to try to add more quote unquote flavor or color to it. And it was really obviously like paint thinner, um, get really sick off of it. Also, salesmen would compete with each other as well uh, to the point where like they would spike each other's barrels. So like they would put either like soap in a barrel of a competitor or like sometimes even poison to try to get other uh, consumers sick if they were buying this barrel. So it was really crazy. Uh, the, the last example that I'll bring up, uh, and, and this is one that, that you guys are familiar with, uh, Larceny Bourbon, uh, there's keys on it, right? And those keys that, that are on the Larceny Bourbon uh, bottle are for John E. Fitzgerald. Uh, if you're familiar with old Fitzgerald bottle and bond, it was named after this guy. Uh, he was considered, uh, at least the, the branding of his uh, distillery was like, oh, that, that he created his own distillery from, from his own hands and, and was this uh, Irish man who came to America knowing how to make whiskey and, and helped make bourbon. Uh, but according to a book that was written by uh, Pappy Van Winkle's granddaughter, Sally Van Winkle, uh, the claim here is that uh, Johnny Fitzgerald was actually uh, not the man he portrayed at all, but was he, he was a U.S. Treasury agent who managed to get his hold of uh, two different keys. That you had to use two keys, almost like a almost like a nuclear bomb. Now we had to have both of them to get into it. He would get into uh, rick houses and he would go and sneak in, find the best barrels. Apparently, he had a proclivity for like had to be like on the fifth floor of the rick house, uh, and he had a certain area that he liked to, to drink. And, and like security guards or whatever would find him like passed out drunk because he would use his power to go and steal uh, whiskey or drink whiskey and it from it basically was using his power to steal all this bourbon. Uh, but they ended up using that those bourbon barrels because he had such great taste and such a refined palate because he was always drinking and stealing stuff that that they realized, hey, like he's going up to this area. Why don't we? Uh, barrel these as special and that's how they called them old Fitzgerald or so the legend goes so uh, there was a lot of shady stuff going on uh, through the 1800s and it led to and I'm gonna throw this to bed now uh, a certain act that that will uh, we still know about and celebrate today 
So in the late 1800s, uh, there was a master distiller, uh, Colonel Taylor, and he saw that these practices were going around or these salesmen were going around and trying to uh, sell a lot of garbage whiskey or you know, even dangerous whiskey to a lot of uh, bars and consumers. And he was concerned that since he did everything above board, that the whiskey brand or the bourbon brand was going to go and kind of take a big hit on this. So he lobbied Congress to pass what is known now as the first uh, Consumer Protection Act uh, back in 1897, which is now commonly known as the Bottom and Bond Act. And that regulated um, what you were able to sell uh, and call it Bottom and Bond. And back in the day, they would put a, a green kind of stamp label on it, similar to the Henry McKenna green label on the top of its bottle. And so there's a couple different distinctions that you had to follow to be qualified as the bottle and bond. One was you need to be distilled in the same distilling season by one single distillery. You need to be bottled at hundred proof in glass and be aged for a minimum of four years. And when they implemented this law, uh, a lot of the riffraff and you know the tricky whiskey salesmen, you know, they just couldn't keep up, and uh, it gave a lot of a lot of confidence back to the consumers that they knew when they bought a bottled and bond bottle that it was going to be 100% bourbon, back to uh, to what they were hoping for. So, um, and when I say Colonel Taylor, that is the Colonel E. H. Taylor, that Taylor um, that started that. So. His name lives on today from you know, Buffalo Trace. So. so it was the Bottle and Bond Act that kind of saved us from the tricky side of whiskey. And so not only are we here or were we here to talk about the tricky side of whiskey because it's April 1st. Another big event this weekend is anybody, anybody, anybody? The Super Bowl. Sorry, I'm muted. Oh, God, I couldn't get off of it. It's not the final four. Yeah, the final four. And so we are going to have our own little final four tonight. A final four that consists of four different bottles of bonded bourbon. Brendan, I think you have all four bottles. Ben has one. I have three. So Ben and I live close together. If you haven't picked that up yet from the show, then where have you been? But if... Since Brendan has all four, let's run down our competitors for tonight's Bourbon on a Budget Final Four. Starting off, right. with our one seed. All right, I'm gonna hold it up here. Can you guys see this beautiful bottle? This is the man that Ben was just talking about, Colonel E. H. Taylor. This is a small batch of bottle and bond. It's from the Buffalo Trace Distillery. Uh, there's a, a handsome gentleman here, if you can see him, uh, Mr. E.H. Taylor himself. Much uh, better than what we were seeing before you put that bottle in front of your face. <laughs> hey, uh, he looks like <laughs> someone who would be a stickler for rules, is all I'm going to say. So uh, this is 10 years old. It is for Buffalo Trace Distillery. It is 100 proof. And uh, I think we're going to really enjoy this one if you guys haven't tried it before. It's excellent. So that's our one seed. Two seed comes in. I'll do this one since we have it. Uh, two seed comes in. It's Henry McKenna. Ben held his up. Ben, that was a good looking bottle. I don't know where you got that, but whoever got that for you was a great guy. Um, age 10 years as well. Uh, bottled in bond, 100 proof, Henry McKenna. Uh, Brendan didn't mention this, but you can find that E.H. Taylor small batch for roughly 45 
$45 yep, somewhere around $45. It's starting to get, because it's a Buffalo Trace product is a good one. It's getting harder to find, but yeah. Luck be finding it. Bucks. Yeah. 45 bucks. Henry McKenna, you'll find for from 35 to $40. Um, and that's starting to get jacked up too, because it won some awards a couple of years ago. Um, I used to be able to get it for $30 all the time when I first started getting into this. Now, yeah, like you said, TJ, 35 to 40 standard, but I've seen it 50 to $60 in stores too. It's yep. just hard to find. Also, uh, is your guys a, a screw off? Because um, this one, I had two or three of them. This is the first one that's... No. I bought the good one that had a... Uh, Do you think uh, Colonel E.H. Taylor would approve of, of this? I, I wonder if it's as bonded as we've been led to believe. Well, your next one, your three seed, which you also have, is also a screw top. It's not something that's readily available around us, but talk to us about early times. Bottle. I love early times. It's awesome. So, uh, and also people who listen to another podcast of mine know that, that uh, there's a theme song that, that has to do with early times and cheer wine and uh, mixing them together and getting drunk by accident. So uh, I do love early times. It's a cool bottle here, the Bottled and Bond. Uh, now it was from Brown Foreman, uh, do Old Forester and, uh, and and Woodford Reserve as well, I believe. Uh, but it was bought out not that long ago by Buffalo Trace. So I'm not sure what that's going to do uh, for the future of early times bottle and bond. It's a fairly new product. It's only been around for a couple of years. You know, early times usually bottom shelf. This is amped up a little bit. It's about between 20 to $25. Also a hundred proof uh, does not have a definitive age statement on this. So I assume that means it's probably four years usually uh, it's going to hit that minimum mark of four years uh, for bottled and bond. If they're not specifying it more than that, it means that it's probably you know, only four years old. So that's uh, that's the early times bottled and bond. Ben, you have the last bottle. Talk to us about it. Our four yes. C's. Bringing up the rear, baby. Jim Beam Old Tub 1999. The cheapest, most readily available bottle on our list, which is why it's seated last. Uh, I didn't do the seating. So anyway. Um, this is a Jim Beam product that they only used to release at the distillery and people liked it so much that they decided to start bottling it and sell it. So old tub bottled and bond. So, uh, this is a little plug that before we get to this, obviously we didn't do a, what are you drinking tonight? Because we're about to drink four different things. And so didn't pour something on the side of it, but I read a book called, and I may have mentioned this either last night or other week, but I read a book called The Bourbon Empire that was fantastic. And it went into a lot of the history that Brendan talked about, a lot of the history that Ben spoke about with the Bottom of Bond Act, went into all four of these bourbons um, and talked about uh, a plethora of bourbons past it, anything from you know your $20 or your $13, you know, Jim Beam, all the way up to your, um, you know, Buffalo Trace Antique Collection and stuff that's incredibly hard to find. So really cool, cool book. Um, check out The Bourbon Pursuit because it was really great if you are new into bourbon or if you've been around forever because there's there's neat stuff in there. All right, ding, 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 ding. I just rang the bell. Um, we're here. That was a great bell, by the way. I'm not even going to edit that and put a new one in. Um, we are also, here for the competition. Is that how basketball games start? Is with bells rigging? I feel like you're mixing sports, boxing, whatever. You know, hey, this I was is gonna your throw, tournament. It's your I tournament. Wasn't gonna, I wasn't going to throw a bottle of bourbon in the air, you know? Like, mine aren't, <laughs> screw, to, mine aren't screw tops like yours. Um, oh, so, <laughs> um, so let's start with, we'll save the one verse four for prime time. We'll start with two versus three. Uh, two versus yes. three is going to be early times versus McKenna. 
Henry McKenna versus early times, both bottom and bond. I got my two versus my three. How did I pick those up? Okay, two versus oh, Yeah, <laughs> I'm very concerned about <laughs> yeah. uh, losing the order here. Also, can I just acknowledge? On the left uh, side and this on the right. You guys want to make fun of my glasses real quick for this? Go ahead. Let's get out of the way. Come on. Not to say anything at all. Just wine glasses. Like an idiot. Today, huh? drinking out of wine glasses. I don't I, have a, I'm have drinking three. out of beer flight glasses because I had four of them and they were all the same size. Obviously, I went really heavy on this pour and light on this one. But anyway, Ben, do you have four Glencairns? Is that what you're? Yeah, I have four Glencairns because that's kind of the whole reason we drinking bourbon. The dude just wine. got his first Glencairn like a week ago. Now things. I remember my. I have four of them. I remember my first time. I, I uh, only have four. There's only matching. Like glassware of four that I have, I wanted to be fair. Uh, so wine glasses. Cheers. So here we go. Um, I think that it's only fair that the higher seed is what we taste first, um, nose and taste first, because that should be the standard. It's kind of the home court advantage by being the higher seed. Um, so Henry McKenna, nose and it, pleasant nose. We're not going to go yeah. through a full rating of everything tonight, but brown, any, brown sugar on it. Is that, that's kind yeah. of what, it, what I'm getting. A lot of brown sugar, a lot of like vanilla oak. I mean, like typical bourbon notes, but it, yeah. it's like a ramped up bourbon, right? Like it's like some, yeah. kind of good some kind of fruity there. Um, feels like it's like about a, a feels like it's about a hundred proof. Um, feels like it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just barely touching the triple digits on proof for me. Let's taste right, this. Right. Tastes like a hundred proof too. Oh, I feel so fancy with this wine glass. I'm gonna do it with the pinky out. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Mm, um, that's good. This is really good. I get like a like a nutty vibe, but not like in um not in a bad, like gross, cheap peanut shell kind of way. Um like roasted almonds, maybe, uh like at a, like a sporting event, you know what I mean? They got the cinnamon sugar on it, whatnot. That's kind yeah. of what I'm getting here, which I like. I can see I can see a more like savory kind of nut as opposed to overly sweet fruit yeah yeah definitely got some good spice in there that gives you that nuttiness but that i like this nice. i like the good uh, i like the comparison of the sugary um the sugary covered nut um <laughs> oh god yeah that sounded terrible um <laughs> that's before, sugar nuts. Before, God, before i get myself canceled um let's move over to the challenger early times bottled in bond have you guys tasted this one yet i'm, I'm nosing it. it i'm nosing it i get a ton of banana a banana I bomb did, a I banana bomb uh, that's brown. That's brown for many though, right? Like, isn't right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That would be on brand with uh, some of the old Forrester uh, banana, banana, banana. Mm. So, so I, I guess it kind of comes down in my head. Do I like sugar nuts or banana bombs? You know. Why is your earpiece like? Why do you have two wrapped around the same ear? It's driving me nuts. <laughs> I like to be able to hear. Can you hear better? better to hear. Like <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> All right, we're I mean, we're not going anywhere with that, but uh, I'm never out checking it out. I just no, no, no. That's staying in the show. I want people to know that Ben was crazy with that. So um, uh, this is really close. No, um, well, it's a mm. two-three matchup. It can go either way. Yeah, I, I feel like great. so. I definitely get the banana, but you know, I've talked about the banana and some other things, some of the older old Forrester products, and they come through much heavier than this. I feel like this is really 
it's like a hint. Like I want the banana to be there more now that you guys mentioned it, but it's like a hint of it. And I, it's pissing me off a little bit. I wish it was stronger. The Old Forester single barrel, single barrel is like a banana nut bread to me. Oh, yeah. it's fantastic. So you're um, asking for stronger banana is what you are wanting. He wants more banana in his palate. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I think I would probably agree with TJ. I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards uh, McKenna. Me too. But I, I like the nose better on early times, but I think overall. The, the, the age is making a big difference. Again, we're assuming, and, and unless um, someone can correct me, if they're going back and listening to this. Again, there's not the actual age statement on this, assuming it's only four years. For the McKenna, sorry, I was holding up the early times for those listening. Uh, for the McKenna, which I'm now holding, the 10 you year know. age statement, the oakiness from that, I think is giving it more to the, like, taste the early times, go back to the McKenna, let me know which one you think is better. I think McKenna, when you do them back to back in that order, McKenna yeah. shines because of that age, makes a difference. McKenna, damn it. It was like, uh, I really wanted the Cinderella story there for early times. It was close. I'm going McKenna. What are we doing, guys? McKenna? Yeah, I think I'm leaning that way. I just went back and forth as well, and then back and forth and back and forth. And the smoothness of the 10-year, the the nutty, I like, I I tend to, I mean, I knew Ben would, I I know what Ben's going to pick because I know his palate preference. I know he prefers the spice on a lot of things, which comes through so strongly. On the McKenna, I like, I tend to go towards sweeter things. And so, man, I really want to pick the early times, but there's no way that I can. The McKenna is just a better overall product. Um, yeah. The things that I don't even prefer, like, and I like rye, like I like spice, but um, yeah, it just does them so much better than early times does what they do. This is a good product. Early times is a good product. I'm not down on them at all. If you can find that, or if you're out of the state of Florida, I would say get it because it's pretty cheap and it's a good bourbon. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I'm voting McKenna. Uh, rendering Ben's vote irrelevant, but mm. are we getting a clean sweep? Well, I just want something gets to two, it, it moves on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll definitely, definitely agree with you. If I can, this is my first time actually having Henry McKenna. So uh, if I'm getting a 10-year-old Baldwin Bond bourbon for like 30, 35 bucks, this is really, really Pro- solid. Probably closer to 40, but yes. You're- yeah. Okay, 40 bucks still. This is really, really solid. I'm, I'm, I'm happy, very happy with this. We, we do need to give, I think, both of them, but that early times Baldwin Bond a fair, like, isolated review in the near future here. That's, 20, that's $25 maximum, and it's punching with a bottle that now is going to be between you know, 35 and 40. So it holds its, holds its own. I think it would do very well in the value uh, contest. But early got, times, okay. that's a leader, right? No, this, this one is, is not. Mine's seven. Oh, okay. I will say early times came out really, really hot in the first half. They were uh, competing strong with Henry McKenna. It was anyone's game at halftime. Oh uh, but McKenna blew them out in the second half. And uh, claims a spot in the uh, in the championship game. So now for our one versus four matchup, we have as my two lovely co-hosts. Um, lovely has anyone ever called either one of you lovely? Uh, my two lovely co-hosts broke down. We have E. H. Taylor, uh, Brendan drinking the small batch. Ben and I on the single barrel probably going to make even a bigger difference in this matchup, okay. but. Um, <laughs> We have E.H. Taylor going up against the four seed. $2, $20 old tub. Yeah, Jim Beam's old tub. Um, 
Let's get into wow. this matchup, guys. Number. Oh four. man, this is so bad. <laughs> hey, this is a one. This, this is not even close right now. <laughs> I had the, I had the same reaction to Bendit as soon as they smelled him back to back. Uh, oh, one geez. one smells like delightful. One smells like delightful box of like of baked goods that just opened up. The other one smells like uh, middle you... school m- middle school gym class. Benny uh, Taylor's like, nose is a. T- I know we're not doing our full review, but that's a two. Yeah, that's that nose is fantastic. Yeah. At worst, that's a one and a half. Like Ben rates things low, like so he'll have it at a point five. But this is great. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's heavenly. It's, it's a got pastry. Br- it's a. You're yeah. exactly right. It's a pastry. It's bready. Brown sugar is so. Yeah. Mm. It's, a, it's yeah, like a cherry. Good. It's like a cherry pastry. You get like the bread. Yeah. You get yeah cherry turnover. You get the sugar on top. You get the fruit, and then you go back to the old tub. Honestly, I'm just getting like nothing out of the old tub. It's not bad. I- it's I'm getting its name. So it's it's labeled right. Now, as we noted before, there's a difference. This EH Taylor is about forty dollars or so, probably closer to fifty, depending on where you get it. Old tub is going to be. I saw the ABC the other day for nineteen ninety nine. So we're talking about twice the difference in price too. And um, and ours, and ours is probably closer to like fifty five or sixty because it's the single barrel. So we're talking about a bourbon that is literally three times the retail value. And that oh. I've never seen on the shelf, like ever. Correct. Yeah. So, so I get some peanut spice um, from the old tub, um, but peanut shell all the way, dude. I'm with you. That is a problem. Like Brendan, like Brendan mentioned, it's like the worst kind of peanut taste. It, it's not great. So it's, um, it's used socks. It's it's funky. It's stinky. it's not that bad. It's bad. It's not very good compared. It's and amazing. So, it's definitely nutty. Definitely nutty. Um, this was probably an ode to bourbon before the bottle and bond act when they were spiking it with iodine and rat no. poison. Yeah, that's no, what I think no, it's not here. that bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, listen, this is probably that one versus sixteen matchup that just ends up being a route the whole way. The other one was close for a half, and then the better bourbon pulled away at the end i'm excited to get to probably the next round but let's go ahead and give it a fair shake uh you guys have tasted it while i've been kind of blabbering here uh, with sports analogies what are we thinking ben how, how do they taste uh i think they so to me the eh taylor's uh palate isn't as good as the nose the nose really ran away with it um and it's kind of letting down a little bit i mean not enough to lose here but it's <laughs> It's it's still good. So the, um, the substitutes are in in the second half. The yeah, subs I was say that right. <laughs> e. E. H. Taylor like went on a three minute you know scoring drought like yeah thirty point lead. Uh, <laughs> uh, Old tub on, on the palate though is is better than the nose in my opinion. I agree totally with you, dude. Whereas the E. H. Taylor was a little bit of the, a letdown from where the nose was to the palate. Uh, the old tub. Uh, it's still got that weird nutty funk, which I'm not going to be able to get over, but more sugar, more sweet, a little fruitier too. Uh, yeah, I take back my uh, rat poison claim earlier, yeah. especially if Jim Beam ever wants to sponsor us. Don't listen to this podcast. So, well, I mean, we're also not comparing like Jim Beam's absolute best to, you know, E.H. Taylor's single barrel, you know, like, so we're, it, right. it's a one versus four matchup, Jim Beam. So please don't yell at us. Um, yeah, no, it's got a lot of that peanut flavor to it. It's funky, but I like it. Like Ben, I was over at Ben's house like two weeks ago and we were drinking this and enjoying it. Like it's good. 
if you're yeah. not drinking it next to like a $60 bourbon that everyone wants and you can't find on shelves, you know, like by itself, it's not a bad bourbon. We will review this soon. Um, maybe we do it next week. We'll see. But it's, it's a good, well, we probably won't do it next week since we're doing it now, but it's a good bourbon for 20 bucks. Ben, any thoughts on your beloved old tub before we go on to crown Gage Taylor as the winner of this round? Old tub put up a good fight. You know, I th- think about back a couple years ago, the Duke UCF, right? Came out of the final seconds, but Duke won, UCF lost. And I think that's going to be the result here. You had to bring up the UCF. I'm a UCF alum. You had to bring that up. Rip. That was cool. That was a cool thing to do. Shout out, Jeff. I'm surprised that Ben even knew like a sports analogy. I know. I was really <laughs> pulling out of nowhere. <laughs> I was having to think back. I was like, wait a minute. Did that really happen? <laughs> like, or did you make this up? <laughs> so, it totally um, happened. <laughs> not sure if a vote needs to happen here or not, but I assume we're going 3-0 and for E.H. Taylor. Um, yes. Yeah. Bef- okay. Before we get real, real crazy and we get to our final, which I'm going to put these back, do we want to have a consolation real quick for E.H. Taylor in early times? Like, is there, like, we've been drinking the early time. Or yeah, you know what? Why not? Why not? For the old tub in the early times. Let's see if our seating was correct. Um, who's going to claim third here? We've been drinking the old tub, so just jump into the early times and see what you think. Yeah, early times better than this. Yeah, the early yeah. times nose is much more pleasant. Sugar, it's funny how smelling that after the old tub one, this seems so much more delicate and like, nuanced. Like <laughs> Told you. Gym socks, though. Yeah, remember early. the gym mat, remember the gym mats in like high school and middle school that they would make you like roll out on like every single like six periods a day someone's sitting on there sweating sweating their and balls just, off yeah it's no, just it's, it's a back it's a bad. guys are way too negative on this thing you you just can't you have to whenever you pour the bottle whenever you pour it you have to drink it quick the, the more it sits you, out the if you hold your nose while you're drinking it because you're dogging on it it's not that bad it's not that bad we we picked three things that were much much better um drink it uh, drink the old tub immediately take a, sli- a swig of early times do the old tub right after and tell me ben that it's not nasty ass gym socks tell me yeah i will say if you like the old tub profile or the uh, gym bean nutty like that peanut if you kind of like that like this maybe There's a ton of nuts ton of nuts ton of nuts yeah it's nutty yep who did Old Tub beat in the play-in game to even get into this thing? <laughs> it was it was early times, not bottled and bond. <laughs> yeah, it was regular. <laughs> oh gosh! So we have our finals. We have our championship here. Uh, I'm excited for this championship. Two very different bourbons. Again, we've got E.H. Taylor bourbon. Again, myself and Ben on the single barrel. Brendan on the small batch. Maybe that makes a little bit of a difference for him. And then we're all four drinking the Henry McKenna. Um, bottle and bond everything's been bottle and bond tonight um trying to talk a little bit and let you guys do some sniffing and some tasting and then we'll jump into it is anybody ready to kind of give some, uh, some opening thoughts for this final matchup i i haven't tasted yet but on the nose i'm gonna just say this uh mm-hmm. the two the two seeds got a little oomph to it a little more than i thought um i think the eh taylor is is prettier still um, but the McKenna's got more like vibrancy to it. I just, I don't, I can't quite put my finger on it. Hmm. Yeah. I, it's very, cl- it's too close to call for me on just nose. They're both good in different ways. One's like candy cherries. Other ones like darker, dark, like darker fruit, 
oak, that kind of nose. Yeah, I'm leaning E.H. Taylor just because, again, I prefer the sweetness. So I get not only the sugary caramelness, but I also get the, the fruit on it. Um, leaning I really Taylor, have to stick my nose in there for the wine glasses, by the way. Like, I really have to get well, into it. Well, if you it. drank like an adult, um, you would not have had that happen. So anyway... <laughs> uh, flavors here have you tasted both of them ben and where are you thinking this one is going right now it's leaning towards mckenna mm. i am liking the mckenna a little bit better right now let me sit with this for a couple minutes the mckenna's see what we did there but yeah <laughs> that was it. so terrible that was so bad that was so bad oh damn this is gonna be a close one all right this is hey this is why we're here, guys. This is what a tournament should be about. You can see like why McKenna won a couple years ago in San Francisco. This is solid. As soon as that happened, too, everyone that like liked McKenna was like, "Oh, the secret is out." Like it was, uh, it was that was my first experience in bourbon of like, and people have been drinking bourbon for like 10, 15 years. I've had this happen multiple times, but like the heartbreak of like, oh, great bang for the buck bourbon is no longer going to be readily available. You just knew that as soon as it won that award. Ooh. Oh man! Yeah. What you got, TJ? I don't know. This one's going to overtime. Um, so the EH Taylor is definitely sweeter, which is more my palate preference, which is more what I want. But trying to separate what I want and just how quality something is, the McKenna is really, really good, and it does that spice really, really well. I'm leaning E.H. Taylor, um, but, man, we're close here. I, I don't – this is not a runaway by any means. Um, do you have a definitive winner yet? I do. I'm going McKenna. Mm. McKenna 10-year. Yeah, upset. Cinderella so, story. So I have been and am leaning E.H. Taylor and have been the entire – matchup here so i'm gonna go ahead and give my vote for e. h taylor in, in, oh no instead of me being the deciding vote i will let brendan be oh. well because i already knew what mine was gonna be yeah no I man i didn't want uh, you to go and like render mine i didn't want to anxiety yeah. anxiety for me uh well here's fun. the thing we have single barrel too just keep that in mind yeah so, in theory that would mean that should mean i mean not uh, enough to change you know but the McKenna is a single barrel too, uh, so the mileage will vary with that one as well. Where's the what's your barrel number? What's your barrel number? Two, three, seven, four barreled. Um, whoa, whoa! This was barreled uh, 2005. We were in middle school then with Jim Socks. Uh, so mine mine was bought in 2009. So yeah, our bottles are very uh, different. Mine's That's a ten. Yeah, but yours is a nine that you're drinking. You're drinking wow. nine. No. I should not have. Just kidding. You are right. Yes. <laughs> 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 All right, Brendan, take us home. No pressure. As he holds his wine glasses. <laughs> We're letting Double the guy with pinky glasses. We're letting the guy with wine glasses uh, decide the, uh, <laughs> the win. You guys knew what this was. Um. Damn. So 
first off, uh, congratulations, TJ, on the seating there. Uh, you got it right, I think. Uh, the one four, the two three, nailed it. Um, so my preference usually is going to skew more towards sweet. I'm going to usually like something sweeter rather than uh, harsh, stringent spiciness. Uh, that gives the McKenna somewhat of an edge in the sense like that. Those harsh notes do kind of overpower when you go back and forth. Um, but the E.H. Taylor's just a little more balanced and a little more friendly, but not in a weak way. Like it's just, it's quality from nose to palate to finish. Uh, this is an overtime win for Colonel E.H. Taylor. Oof. Mr. Bottled and Bond himself. I mean, he deserves it, guys. He started all this. But damn, it was close. It was very close. It reminds me of the – Ben won't get any of this. But that Villanova-North Carolina game a couple of years ago when the championship, North Carolina, the, the kid double-clutched. You remember that, Brendan? The kid double-clutched in the air and hit a three with four seconds left, and Villanova drove down the length of the floor. That was the year, I believe, FSU. No, no, that he was – kicked a field ago. goal. That was a couple of years before. Uh, Sports. Sports. Uh <laughs> That took me totally off my track. But Villanova, uh, Archie, Archie Diacono, that's right. Uh, they passed the ball off, and he had a three as the buzzer sounded. That's what I feel like we had tonight. Back-to-back buzzer beater threes with no time on the clock. E.H. Taylor barely edges this one out, but the McKenna is really, really good. There is a distinct step down from two to three and then three to four, but one and two were really close. They were the best two teams in the country. In the BCS era, they would have been – the best two teams, without a doubt. E.H. Uh, Taylor's your winner. Ben, sorry that your uh, your pick didn't win, but Hannah McKenna's really, really good. And as a consolation prize, I bought you a bottle of Hannah McKenna last week, so you're welcome. Um, <laughs> uh, talk about dad life. Ben bought pouches for my kid that amounted to like 40 bucks, and the, <laughs> the Henry McKenna was like 40 bucks. So like that's literally how we did that transaction. He was like, oh, I got your kid some pouches. And I was like, oh, very good. I got you a bottle of bourbon. And that's, you know, you can see whose priorities are. That's even. You can yeah. see whose priorities are where. But um, <laughs> the only time I believe that Costco pouches have been traded for Henry McKenna, 10-year bottle and bond. Um, Fun tournament, fun tournament. We, uh, we've been on here for about 40 minutes, so we'll wrap up with some pursuits and purchases and we will get out of here. Um, Brendan, do you have anything recently in pursuits and purchases, uh, registered trademark, copyright trademark, all that stuff? Patent pending. Uh, also filed the same time as the uh, Bottle and Bond Act of, was it 1897? <laughs> um, I am, so I've been contemplating, I've had a bottle that's been on my radar for a while. It's not supposed to be anything earth shattering. It's supposed to be just a really good source bourbon uh, by a, uh, a blender called Redwood Empire. Uh, they apparently do some really cool things with blending and finishing and sourcing. And I've seen the, I think it's the entry level one. It's called Pipe Dream uh, at ABC before, uh, but now it's on sale. Now it's like $35. It's usually 40 So I think uh, I got till the end of the month to do it. I think that is a pursuit for me at that price. Get my ABC points uh, and see if, if that's good at that price point. Maybe something we can all try on the show some point. Uh, it'll open up possibilities of some of their like more expensive, uh, really unique uh, barrel finished ones where they're doing with all kinds of different wine barrels is out in, uh, I think it's like Sonoma, it's somewhere out in wine country. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, so I think that that climate's going to help or at least make the, the initial uh, sourcing interesting. And then apparently they're gonna have really cool access to different 
different wine barrels. So that's a pursuit right now. It may be a purchase in the next week or so. Um, my local liquor store, Ben and I's Lukens has both a 12 year and a 15 year of that, uh, that bourbon. So, all right. So maybe we get into the so, baseline one and see if and it's uh, worth it. exploring. All so, right. I like yeah, it. Absolutely. I had Redwood empire at whiskey cake and I thought it was pretty good. I thought their pipe dream, their bourbon was, was good for, okay, for so us. You've had, you've had the pipe dream. All right. Yeah. For a standard $35 bourbon. I thought it was good. And if you can get it for on sale for a couple bucks, that's great. But yeah, I thought it was a good pour. Um, just their standard one. Do you, what was your most recent purchase? Sometimes it's oh, tough. Uh, there's weeks where we get like 17. Uh, there's weeks where we get nothing. Well, easy. Don't, I hope my wife's not listening. Um, <laughs> well, I'm trying to think of the order it may spoil things, but uh, the, uh, the Irish ones, the, the, uh, the red breast uh, Lestal oh, and the were, red breast uh, yeah. uh, cast strength. Yeah. They, uh, they were, were a little bit on sale too, which was good. We did that for St. Patty's days. Good good times i got you guys introduced to irish whiskey and i think uh, it was a good introduction yeah so go check out our it's a couple weeks old now but go check out if you're an irish fan or you want to get into some irish whiskey or if you're like a Notre Dame football fan a boston Celtics fan whatever you are that could maybe relate to irish whiskey go listen to our saint patrick's day episode because that was a lot of fun ben and i got introduced to something new ben pursuits and purchases where are we at so I said last week that I was interested in trying to find a Michter's barrel strength, uh, bourbon or rye, anything in that, that Michter's line. So I follow a local liquor store on Instagram this week, and I need you guys to tell me whether or not there was some shenanigans going on. So at 8.15 in the morning, they post a video and picture detailing two bottles. One was Larceny Barrel Proof, one was Elijah Craig barrel proof. I said, okay, I want both of those bottles, but I don't know if I'm going to grab them yet. Then they posted a video that showed a Blanton's and a Michter's barrel proof. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go and try to grab something. Worst case, I'm you know, going to grab one of the other two bottles. So I show up, I'm fourth in line. Scott, you were first. Shout out, Scott. And we get in line and I'm like, okay, so I'm getting at least one of those bottles. So the door opens, we all walk inside. Scott, number one, chooses Michter's barrel. That's the right choice 100% of the time. I knew someone was gonna choose Blanton's in front of me. So I was like, okay, that's fine. Third guy goes, he grabs the Elijah Craig. That's fine. I'll take uh, Larceny barrel proof. That's not, it's not my favorite in the world, but it's a good, barrel strength weeded bourbon it's going to be in the same kind of realm like as like a foolproof weller not the same it's just in the weeded line right so this specific store they put all their really rare stuff on the shelf that's like you know the crash register and so you go in and you grab it so the first guy grabbed Michter's, Blanton's, Elijah Craig and I'm looking and I do not see Larceny barrel proof so I look at the, the cash register I said hey your owner posted videos uh, this morning about this, this larceny and like everyone in line was like they saw it too because they were all all there because they saw them like oh yeah that that was there whatever so she like texts the owner and i guess the general comment that they got back was there was a casualty and it's not it's not being sold like there's, there's casualty happened and it didn't get here and i was like well then like 45 minutes ago you posted a picture of it so within the last 45 minutes, it apparently was a casualty. I don't know. 
But all I know is I left that store with empty handed. I wasn't going to buy nothing else. I was like, I'm out of here, guys. Like, what happened? So I don't know if there's any shenanigans going on. There could have been. Like, maybe they're loading the shelf and one fell off and, you know, it, it's splattered and they somehow cleaned up the entire broken bottle and, you know, spilled liquor before the store opened. I don't know. But that was my pursuit and no purchase this week. And no purchase so, at all out of principle. Zero good, purchase good out of principle. You walk out of that thing. So that store does a bunch of releases on Friday mornings. If you're in the Tampa area, you probably know. Brendan, don't you drop know, it. You know Ali Peak that I do the Peak to Pit podcast with. I tag yes. Scott's her brother. He played for UF. Um, Scott. So like that's it's funny that like that's who got it in front of Ben. A listener, a listener. So. Yeah, no, he checks us out. So shout out to Scott. I, when he told me it was Scott the guy, I was like, no way is he the guy that beat you out. So anyway, yeah, kind of so probably some shenanigans going on. They do, but the, anyway, they do releases on Friday mornings a lot. Um, there's usually a line, and there's usually like six or seven things. But once you get down low enough, like that fifth or sixth or seventh thing is just you know what like. Buffalo Trace or something like, you know, it's not something you necessarily want to go grab every time, you know? So Ben just left with nothing. So his pursuit was hopeful to be a purchase. It ended up being a big fat zero. Um, somebody asked me this today. Uh, somebody that I used to work with, her husband messaged me on Instagram, said he started listening. Shout out Joey. Thanks for listening and checking us out. He asked me what I've been pursuing recently. I feel like I bought a ton of junk recently, so I don't even know what I'm pursuing. So I don't have a great, great answer there. I would take anything barrel. I'm sorry. I would take anything toasted barrel just because I like that, and I will eventually drink it. I'm getting kind of low on some of those things up there. i got a bottle missing. Oh, it's that bourbon over there. So anything toasted barrel I would take. Um, Still kind of pursuing the uh, Blanton's with my son's birth date on it. I do have a purchase, an interesting purchase um, that I'm not going to go super far into detail on, um, but Ben knows about this. I picked up what he was looking for. Um, devastation. Devastation. <laughs> Long story short, I picked this up and it's already kind of spoken for is, is kind of how that's going to work. We'll get into like the shenanigans of where this is going later. Uh, but I was able to basically pick this up. It's spoken for. And by picking this up, I got a few things uh, for free. It's kind of how by that this, works. TJ means that Michter's uh, barrel strength rise or the, for people not. Uh, oh, yeah, thank you. Watching. Yeah. For the people You're not watching. Um, so I picked this up. Uh, when was it yesterday, Ben? Was it yesterday I picked this up. It was, yeah, it was yesterday. At a local store. So uh, what Ben doesn't know is that I picked up another one last Saturday. No. When I was riding around with Brian. And so for the second time, Ben has oh, a pursuit that he's been looking for. <laughs> and ben, to. <laughs> I would like to tell you that I'll say this at retail. So uh, I got you. Hooked, I got you hooked awesome. up. I got you hooked up on what you were looking for. Um, this one's still going like we're not keeping this, but I got you on this. We'll drink it sometime this week. I'll, I'll see you soon. So uh, that was my most recent purchase was buying something for a buddy. Uh, every time I, every time this happens, Brendan calls me. He's like, dude, why don't you ever find any of the things that I want to pursue? Like, why don't you find, why has it always been every time? So mm -hmm. lucky one for some reason it's, I've been on the lookout for a Pappy 23. <laughs> yeah. You happen to find it at retail. At retail. Let me know. So, All right. Anyways, so, where did you get the other barrel strength? I'll have to tell you off here. Oh, um, dang it. I love it. So, um, <laughs> so anyway, so I got you one of those surprise and, uh, 
I'll get that to you at, at cost. So um, I think that's it. I think that's it for our pursuits and purchases. Um, shout out our social media real quick, Brendan, and we will, um, then we'll get out of here. Yeah. Go to Twitter at bourbon budget at bourbon budget. Also on Instagram, you can follow us. We're going to have uh, all sorts of pretty pictures on there, which I guess is what you do on Instagram, but also uh, we do the occasional giveaway. So you want to make sure you're following us for that as well. And, uh, and we're going to start tweeting out some cool links to uh, to stories that we find. Just any kind of bourbon general information you want to know. Bourbon on a budget. That's where you're going to find it. Hey, we have our review show coming out in two days. That is April Fool's, so maybe we have some shenanigans in store for you. Uh, maybe not. Check out our review show. Subscribe on iTunes, on YouTube. It's Bourbon on a Budget. We will see you guys next week. Cheers. Cheers.